0: Inside DJ's DVR, a television and film podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. Hey, what's up everybody? It's me, Tim Hines, your boy, your host, for Inside DJ's DVR. Sorry I haven't been with you the last few weeks, it's been a hectic month, October kind of blew by so fast i haven't found much time to record i haven't watched too many shows in the dvr i've watched a few live programs which i'll get into a little later but i want to say apologize for leaving you guys hanging i appreciate people hitting me up on twitter on the facebook page and you know saying hey where you been what's going on you know i gotta know definitely know peter's been missing the show christine's been missing the show Axel's even been missing the show, so uh, I apologize for taking a few weeks off, it was a little bit hectic. So uh, yeah, hope you guys are doing well. I'm still here, I'm doing well, I had a great month, just very busy, I watch a few cool things, I watch a few great things, and yeah, I had a good time, so uh, we'll kick this thing off. So I'll tell you a little bit about my month. So the beginning of the month, I had house guests stay for about a week, and that was excellent, very nice, glad to have them from out of state. And the end of the week, we had a wedding, and it was excellent, really nice, cousin's wedding. The night before that, I had another wedding, which is on the other side of the family, for my niece, and it was just a crazy start to the month hardly got to watch anything in the beginning of the month, you know, people in the house, you know, I don't want to really make too much noise and disturb them, you know, a little older than us, and they go to sleep, and, you know, so I was trying to be respectful, I watch a couple of things, and hit the sack early a bunch of nights, but I got some shows in here and there, and when they left, a uh, dog sat for a little bit, and that was fun, I actually played a lot with the dog, and it was uh, my cousin's dog they went away for my goddaughter's birthday and they had a nice time and I got to watch their little tiny maltese toy maltese. It was so cute running around my house now I'm a dog lover I don't have a dog I would like to get a dog kind of working on that in my house but it was cool having a dog for the for the week. She was running around and you know playing fetch and bringing little things that we had around the house right to us it was pretty cool. So, uh, that was fun. But in between all that, I watched a couple of shows. I got the box building up right now. I'm looking at the box and I'm like, holy moly. But I've, you know, got to pick and choose a few things. Uh, it, it's been a really fun month as far as TV for me. Now, I know I got a couple of things on feedback. Some people really aren't into hearing about too much sports talk. So... I've kind of laid off on that a little bit, you know, always sticking with my Sunday football. But October coming around this year, and it's a big deal for baseball. Now, I grew up a humongous baseball fan. My father's a giant baseball fan, big Yankees fan, New York Yankees fan. So always watching baseball. And when I was really young, like maybe three or four, I looked up to my older cousin, and he's about... 10 years older than me he wasn't my oldest cousin but the one closest in age and he was rooting for this team called the la dodgers and i you know i liked him my cousin and i'm like oh what does he like whatever he likes must be cool so i started rooting for the la dodgers now this is the real early 80s and now i'm growing up come 88 the dodgers win the world series i'm hooked for life that's it i'm a huge dodgers fan living in new york and you know i just always stuck with the team took a lot of grief over the last 29 years and up until this point we've had great players and i love watching baseball but nothing is like playoff baseball and my dodgers made it through the first round then they made it through the second round which is the national league championship series against the cubs who won last year's world series and now they're in the world series At the time of recording this, this is after the game on Tuesday night. I'm recording, and I'm feeling wonderful. I'm so happy. My team won. Game one. The Dodgers won the first game of the World Series. Yes, I've been waiting 29 years for them to even get to the World Series, and they won a phenomenal game. The Astros are their opponent, and they're a really, really, really good team. Hitting, pitching, everything and the Dodgers showed up big time. Clayton Kershaw had 11 strikeouts and he pitched 8 innings, uh 7 innings rather. He just was phenomenal. The bullpen came through, Morrow and Kenley Jansen closed it out. It was just terrific baseball. And if you like baseball, even if you don't like either team in it, you like the World Series, you like the playoffs and you respect the teams that get there, this game didn't let down. It had great pitching, exciting moments on hitting, and it was a victory on my end. I got all my Dodger gear out. You know, I got a bunch of jerseys. Not not out, but I have a bunch of jerseys. I'm wearing one tonight. I wear my jacket, my hat out all day. I'm just so psyched. Tonight was my night. I sat down. I watched the game, and that's where I was at. So, prelude a little bit back through the month. A lot of the playoff games were happening. I watched a lot of those. And a lot of those, you know, ran a little bit late. Sometimes I didn't get to hit the DVR and watch my normal shows. I got in my normal Desus and Miros. Those are always fun. Can't really go too much into them because they're like, you know, daily shows where you cover the daily topics, you know. And uh, I'm sure you've heard me talk about it on the show before. So, you know, you know what that's about. But I enjoyed them all. There were some good episodes in there, uh you know, Off the top of the head, I can't really remember particularly which ones stood out, but I had a good week with them. But, I'm flying high, loving it. My Dodgers won game one. It's the best out of seven series. And I'm just super, super happy. And I said, you know what? Now's the time. I gotta get back on the horse, record this podcast, because I've been putting it off. Things have been coming and going. and Just Sick of excuses, so I'm laying it out there, guys. I'm being real because I don't screw around, I don't fuck around, I keep it real. I don't like to bullshit. I, uh, speaking of bullshitting, I'm gonna hit a little topic before we go into the DVR. Now, a lot of people use this phrase before they say something. To be honest, I really like Dancing with the Stars, or to be honest, the podcast really was not, not for me. To be honest, uh, I don't really like taking that route home. All right. So I gave you three little examples. Do you ever hear people like that in your life? Are you one of those people? Do you talk like that? Now me personally, I don't need to say that. That's like not part of my vocabulary, but I hear a lot of people saying it or they'll say like, truthfully, blah, 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 blah. Truthfully, I hate your podcast. Truthfully, I gave you a great rating on iTunes, which I suggest you guys do, by the way. But those two phrases to me are like catchphrases that like either people have to stall their brain or they're lying to me. So either one makes me very fishy. The way I look at it, like if you say honestly, does that mean at other times when you're talking to me, you're not being honest or you're just pausing to catch your thought? So... Think about that. Think about the people who use it. Think about you. Because some of the people I, I do believe are bullshitters. Saying honestly. Honestly. What, what do you mean honestly? You should always be talking honest to me. I don't want to hear bullshit. If you're bullshit, and keep it walking. Kick rocks. That's not for me. But that's how I do. So I want to let you guys know up front, I keep it real. And that's what I'm doing. So I'm you know, letting it out there. Letting you know why I let you guys down for the last month or so. And I apologize again. But I'm bringing you something here, Inside DJ's DVR, part of the DVR Podcast Network. Yeah, baby, we're getting into it. I'm feeling loose. I'm starting to loosen up. The wheels are uh, greased a little bit, and I'm ready to uh, talk a little DVR. Now, I don't have much news, because the news has been flying. I've been reading Entertainment Weekly, trying to keep up online. But like I said, it's just been a crazy month all around. My work schedule shifted a little bit, a couple things changed here and there, but uh, you know, life moves on, but we got a podcast. I got to talk to you guys because this is a great outlet for me. Some people I I know use it as an outlet to listen and just get lost into, so vice versa. We get to both zone out and talk a little TV, a little life. I'm bringing you guys a little inside DJ's life tonight, so uh, if you guys like it, Let me know. Be like, hey, you know what? It was cool that you talked a little bit about what's going on and how you're doing. And, you know, some of your thoughts like that topic about people who say, honestly, 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 my DVR is loaded. So let's do it. Let's see what's in the box. It's time for Grab the Remote and Press Play. All right. So now the Deuce. Loving the Deuce. been following along with the Deuce 3 thread by Mike. And Jason, also part of the DVR Podcast Network, their podcast is just phenomenal, the way it breaks down the deuce. But I can't do it as eloquently as them, but I do love the show. This episode that I watched was Why Me? And it starts to come together. It starts to, to tighten the pieces that we've been watching the last few episodes. And you see Candy a little bit into filming and showing what she wants to do, talking a little bit. And doing a scene and a whole movie, doing it well, having the producer, you know, feel for her a little bit. She asks, you know, what am I going to do next? And he kind of says, I don't know, I'll I'll call you when I got something. And he's not making movies like every day. So she's now back on the street and rethinking what she's got to do. So that whole dynamic I loved. Uh, Now the police, the police are starting to crack down hard around the holidays and they're trying to clean up. Make a better name in the city, I guess, for stats, end of year stats, paid the books, and the big cops out there shaking people down still. And uh, the one cop we know, Alston, and his partner are sitting in the car and actually watching the dirt go down and keeping an eye. So that comes to play in a little later. You see the idea of the peep show booth get invented, and on a piece of paper in the bar. Just the idea while they were trying to shake down the shakedown guys and who's dipping into the bag. Just great setup, great tie-in, and great way to write it into the story. James Franco's just doing an excellent job. Uh, all the guys at the bar are really cool. Uh, I just like the way they're setting it all up. Uh, they open the massage parlor. You see how that works and who's got to get paid, who's not going to get paid, and who's on the books, and... It a uh, sticky situation. Oh, no pun intended. Eee! Uh, and then finally, you get Austin trying to talk to Sandra that he's not the source. Like, hey, I want to date you. I like you. You're nice. You're intelligent. You're into the story. And not only does he say, I'm not your source, but he dangles a beautifully wrapped gift to her in a police corruption scandal story. So that was why me episode and i loved it i I have another episode in the box waiting to be watched just haven't had time i don't know if i'll get to it tonight but it'll be gotten to hopefully by next episode i'll have two to talk about this week that just passed and the next upcoming week and we'll get more into the deuce so yeah the deuce baby Hope you guys are digging it. Let me know. Don't forget. DJDVRPodcast at gmail.com and at DJDVRPodcast on Twitter. Always want to hear feedback. Always want to hear questions. Always want to talk it out. So yeah, another one I watched. I watched Gotham because it's just my little guilty pleasure. It was uh, a good episode. They had the knife. Went to auction. Bruce bugged out. Had to get it. And... A lot of people got murked out and you see Bruce like learning how to navigate politics, the way people operate, the way people make maneuvers, the way people make shady deals. And now he's getting nervous. It's a cool side of Bruce coming out, a cool side of the city coming out. And uh, it's just a fun show. I don't have too much to get into on that one. That, you know, just it is what it is. It's a fun Batman style show of young, early Gotham and young Commissioner Gordon before he was Commissioner when he was a detective and Bruce was a teenager and just brings you back. So I like Gotham. I have another one still stashed in the box. See, I'm probably going to repeat that a lot tonight, guys, because c- I got a lot of stuff in there still. It's, I, like, I don't even think like 38%. I'm like, holy moly, I got to get to watching. Uh, so it's another one? Oh, the good doctor. So, the good doctor, I told you guys I liked it, ABC, the autistic doctor, young Dr. Sean Murphy comes into town, San Jose Hospital, and he's doing his thing, and kind of took a little bit of a turn where I was hoping it wouldn't, a little bit of the ABC, soap opera-y, Grey's Anatomy, love, triangle goofy Story and saving you know kind of episode, and uh, just didn't have me that much. I was like, What the hell? I was waiting to see like more excellent stuff related to his skills, but instead you see a little more of the inner politics and the love triangles. just I don't know, I hope it gets better. I think I have two more in the box saved. That's the good doctor. If you guys got a little bit of a feedback, hit me up on that one. The good doctor. Alright. Also, on DVR Podcast Network, Axel Foley and his buddy Sean do a podcast called Curb Your Podcast about Curb Your Enthusiasm. Now, I got two episodes here that I watched since we last talked. This show just is phenomenal. It's right in my wheelhouse with my humor. I love the jokes compounding on top of jokes and it just tickles my fancy. I really like it. I love these two episodes. We had uh the Pickle Gambit which was just hilarious. That was a great episode but the one I watched, I actually just watched it last night, Running with the Bulls was freaking hilarious. was probably one of my favorite episodes in a long time. It felt like Just pure comedy. Bam, bam. You had the Richard Lewis stuff and the table stuff and the chair stuff. If you guys haven't seen it, see it. It's funny as hell. He talks about the odd chair and the awkward moments inside a psychiatrist's office because he's worried about the fatwa and he wants to see a shrink to make sure he's not freaking out. The shrink's played by Brian Cranston. I mean, it's just a funny-ass episode. To me, it was... The best episode of the season, uh, you had uh, the kid from the episode two, the football kid going to the baseball kid going to Stanton. He winds up leaving with the prostitute and dying, running with the bulls in Pamplona, uh, Spain, and just it's crazy. You see Larry at the at the services for the kid. He's trying to reserve a seat. Just all types of compounding issues. It's just another one of those twisted out Larry realistic life shit episodes that just bam like this shit is real like all these things maybe don't happen in the same day but they're all awkward situations that happen in your life and if they haven't you're blessed and you have a great life but I know I've been in a lot of this shit now maybe not to the extreme but the weird uncomfortable wild situations and getting off topic, thinking about other things and things in the room that are making me uncomfortable and situational stuff. And it, to me, it's just pure comedy. I love Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm. I can't wait to listen to this week's podcast. That's Curb Your Podcast, available on iTunes or any other podcast provider for you. Uh, Just, Good stuff. Those guys, Sean, I hope he got up on stage. He's a aspiring comic, the guy who's co-hosting with Axel, And he's funny as hell, a little dark comedy. And he's trying to get up on the Comedy Store stage. And each week we hear a little update. But uh, that's good stuff. If you guys aren't checking that out, check that out. We've been talking about stuff in the DVR. But I'm going to take a little break and talk about the podcasts. Because those are part of the DVR experience. I listen to a lot of podcasts. The two weddings I had were out of town. So one was uh, like a two and a half hour drive. The other one was a little bit less on the way back, but both far away from the house. So it gave me some time to listen to some podcasts. Now I've been loving, like I told you, the things that Axel has been putting out, which is Curb Your Podcast with Sean. I've been digging that. been loving the Deuce rethread. Now if you haven't been listening to that, you really should. If you've been watching the Deuce, this is a really great accompanying podcast. And Mike wound up scoring a fantastic three-part interview with Jinx Lear about inside look at sex work, which ties into the show beautifully. And they just talk about it in such a a way where it's informative and it links to the show and it's just perfectly tied in there. So I've been listening to those. Heath and Hispanic Chris, uh, that's at Hispanic Chris on Twitter. Or gmail at gmail.com. That's Hispanic Chris. And him and Heath. Heath Solo. Also part of the DVR Podcast Network. David. How about them boys podcasting. That's their show about the Dallas Cowboys. I listen to that one. I listen to the NPR podcast every day. What's up? Gives you like a 10-12 minute break about what's going on. Listen to my boys at What Up Do. That was a good listen on my way out. I listened to that whole thing on the ride out. I listen to. BTG for President. Bail the Great. That's a good show. It's uh, This guy from LA just goofing around, talking about how his facts are better than all your opinions. So it's a, a fun show, lighthearted. If you know his comedy, he's done some, a lot of feedback on the What Up Though podcast. To them, them, the Detroit brothers out there, Otis and Michael. And uh, his Feedback turned into people pushing him to do his own podcast. And his shit's good. Funny as hell. I enjoyed those on the way out. And then I listened to some house music. That's right. That's a DJ listening to music. Crazy shit, right? All these good podcasts, all these good things we listen to. I did get to listen to a couple good house sets. I listened to a uh, defected radio glitter box set. Phenomenal, excellent disco house. And then I listened to one of my own sets. It was a radio show that I did for last week. Now, some people talked about on the social media that they were digging my music or wanted more info on the music. I'm going to give it to you. So if you want to, like, press pause or get some paper or mentally note it, I'll tell you how to do it. So each week, I'm on a station called BN4IA, the Broadcast Network for Independent Artists. I do a one-hour house music show each week. But here's the thing the show airs four times a week but not only does it air four times a week it airs four times a week in four different time zone feeds so technically i'm on 16 times a week so i have a lot of plays from my one hour show it's all house music each week i bring a different style of house very similar i don't go too far out the box but, you know, one will be disco house, one will be deep house, one will be a little bit tech house, one will be vocal house. But it's all going to be general house music. I don't play that, that hard meh, meh, EDM stuff or, you know, not that I dislike it or, or hate on it. That's just not what I play. I keep it house. I like house. I like traditional house. I like to hear vocals. I like soul in my music. So that's what I try to bring. I've been on the air now for five and a half years. I've never missed a week. I've never repeated a show, so I'm uh, pretty proud of that, and I do like to let other people into the show. Now, I can let you in on the email blast I do each week. If you'd like, write me an email, djdvrpodcast at com, and say, hey, I'd like to know Can you put me on the email blast? I'll do it, and I'll add you on. I don't want to add anybody who doesn't want to. I don't want to solicit to people who had written into this show and you know, adds into my other things because that's not what people look for when they're trying to write into a show, so I respect the boundaries. But I'm giving you the in. If you want to know about it, that's how it is. I'm on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Tim Hines. Now, it's T-I-M-M-H-I-N-E-S, Tim Hines. Two M's and like the Duncan Hines, not the Ketchup Hines. Figure that out. Pause it. Rewind it. Do what you got to do. Hit the slow-mo button. You know, you'll get it. So that's what I do. I love house music. So that takes up some time that comes away from TV watching. But that's my passion. I love it. I've been doing it for many years. I, I started out with my buddy in seventh grade talking about wanting to play some music on turntables. We got turntables. And he's a humongous humongous success in his field of uh mobile djing and uh promotional djing for huge companies and uh he he put me on back in the day back in the early 90s and i got into house in mid 90s and been into that shit ever since and i love it it's my passion i have tons of records tons of cds tons of hard drives filled with music now there's the formats change and I just keep evolving and I keep playing. I get lots of promos from labels and stuff. And it takes a lot of time to sift through and uh, record pools. And so, you know, that's that stuff does take away from my TV watching. So that's, you know, other reasons I, I couldn't bring you the show. You know, sometimes I got to focus on the music that week or a couple nights in a row. And I don't need, honestly, I didn't really have much to talk about the last couple of weeks. But I'm here now. I'm telling you about all my ventures. I got the music. I got the podcast, I got my people on Twitter, I got my people on the Facebook page, you guys are cool, you guys rock, I'm a big fan of you guys, I know you guys say nice things about me and to me, so I appreciate that, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate you sharing the show, telling other people who like TV, maybe listen or like my style of talk or point of view, Uh, I really appreciate you go to iTunes, give me that plug, give me that review, That just would help out a lot. Five stars. Four stars. One star. Tell me what you don't like. You do like. Write it. Type it out. That stuff helps. Stitcher. Same thing. I'd love to get a Stitcher award. I don't know if I have the fan base yet. I'm on episode seven. I'm doing my thing. And that's it. I'm bringing it. I'm telling you guys what's up. I told you about some podcasts. Some music. Uh, You guys like other house music. I mean there's tons of stuff out there. The Defected in the house podcast and glitter box podcast top notch they put two a week one on the glitter box one on the uh, in the house both on the defected feed great great house podcasts so we did that we talked about some pods got you a little bit of the DVR some sports sorry everybody that hates little sports but I got to do it had to talk about it it means so much to me especially now I didn't really get into football and I'm not going to bore you with that but I love football I won my fantasy leagues this week. I'm in a bunch, three leagues, one all. Not going to talk about that. Uh, I did. I just talked about it, so I guess I lied. So strike that, reverse it. Tell me what movie that's from. Hit me up with that quote. Strike that, reverse it. Podcast at gmail.com. Don't Google it. If you know it, send me an email. I'll be like, what's this? Maybe I'll shout you out. Well, I'll definitely shout you out. But maybe I got something up my sleeve. Maybe I got a prize. Maybe I got something to talk about. Maybe I'll bring you on. We'll figure that out. Let's get back to the DVR, baby. Alright, yeah. So, uh, back in the DVR. I'm going to talk about a show that's been pretty cool. The Inhumans. Marvel's Inhumans on ABC. It's a little campy. It's fun. I enjoy it. I'm a big fan of Marvel. I played this addicting Marvel game on my phone called Future Fight. I... Watch every single piece of thing that comes out from Marvel. I usually like it all. Even the stuff people don't like. I liked Iron Fist. Shit. A lot of people say that sucked. But I liked it. I read Iron Fist. I got a bunch of books. So Inhumans, to me, is something I dig. I like the story. They're using a few people. Lost alums in there. Miles is a big character. They're shooting on... Uh, one of the islands or a couple of the islands in Hawaii where Lost was shot. So you see a lot of the familiar mountains and it's a very cool story. They're into episode four. I don't have much to say as far as plot and where I'm at and it's not too heavy of a show where I'm going to be like, oh, this is wild. You know, it's fun. They, they, you know, there's a coup up on their home city on the moon. They're, and the main royal family is stuck on earth in Hawaii, in this setting, where if you watch Marvel's Age of the Shield, people are just becoming aware of Inhumans. So these Inhumans now will probably meet up with the Shield Inhumans or lead into that, which I'm looking forward to. So it's just something fun, little campy. But if you're into Marvel, if you follow the whole saga and the stories and you like all the tie-ins, this is cool. It's, 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 definitely fun. I think there's only going to be eight episodes this season. They're already through four. It's cool. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I got one more show I want to talk about. This one is near and dear to my heart. I've been talking about it since I started the podcast. Halt and Catch Fire. Since I left you guys, two episodes passed. Actually, I'm sorry. Three episodes passed. And it was episode eight. Episode 9, and then 10 was like a combined episode, so it was uh, like, you know, an hour and change, you know, it ran for two hours on TV, but, you know, commercials and whatnot. But this show totally finished up in a beautiful way. Now, I had told you why I liked it previously, because I was there, I'm a tech guy, I I like all the tech stories, I like how they, they... You know, fabricated themselves into the tech world at each time period since basically the birth of the computer. And now they were at a stage where they were maturing, their ideas were mature, they were getting settled in life. And this season, even though we had a few sad things, we had a beautiful, beautiful ending on what I would describe as a great show about the human interaction of different kinds of people, maybe a little bit more nerdy, a little bit more introverted, uh, a little bit more held back and not so open or driven in a way that some people can't understand. And it ended in a way that just shows you that you meet people along the way, people in your life come and go, but there's people that you create with or you you do something with you you work an event with a, a charity thing or you share a common interest you might have even gotten a locked in an elevator with somebody for a while and you have this thing and, and maybe you're still friends but you just have this thing that certain people click with you and and this show kept bringing it back to those people they it could have gone and spiraled into eight different stories but it didn't it showed how these people were meant for each other and it might be something that we're not supposed to look past and stop thinking about in our own lives and we have to recognize the people who are in it for the long haul and give them the credit or the people that inspire us because that was another factor of what happened in the show people inspire us to do things or create things like Axel and Heath and and Donald and Mike Hull and Alex Hahn and Matt Murdoch those guys Inspired me to podcast a A hustler. Yeah, you know these guys from back in the day Listening to them. I'm like I can't do this and now I got a voice and I'm gone for a couple weeks and I get people tweeting at me Hey, where are you? We're missing you and that just feels so good I got that connection and I get inspired from other people and I have that connection I appreciate that so this show ended in that way and to me it was beautiful now it was so beautiful that I actually wound up calling Axel one day after I watched it. I was, uh, it was um, driving somewhere. I put my earbuds in. and said, hey, buddy, listen. You watched the whole and Catch Fire last night? He said, no, I didn't see it. I said, oh, man, I really want to talk about it. I said, it's the one thing that I've watched in this mayhem that I really want to talk about on the show. And he's like, oh, I haven't seen it. So I couldn't talk to him about it. Talk to it with him. But what I did tell him was, and I'll tell you guys, and I'm going um, to just... I guess describe it the way I described it to him. I said, it was one of the most beautiful pieces of television in one episode I've ever seen in all my watching of TV. And I've watched so many things. And a handful of things made me cry in TV watching, you know, lineage or whatever you call it, my history. And I'll tell you a couple of them. The graduation scene... In 90210, when they go look at the Hollywood sign that says West Bev High 94. That made me tear up. Still does. I watch it. I get teary. I don't know why. It's a weird scene. It gets me. Uh, another one. Let me think of another one. It's not too many. I mean, I, I, I mean, I really have to, to pinpoint them. Um, I had another one that uh, gave... Oh, the Family Ties finale. Series finale. Take you back a little bit. Show my age. If you guys seen it. You know, that one got me. I'll give you those two. Might be a couple more here or there, but very rarely. I mean, I show emotion. I, I feel it. I feel a lot of shows. But to actually, the tears come out, takes a bit. Now, I'm going to talk about it. And it's the episode eight of Hall and Catch Fire. It was called Goodwill. It was directed by the creator of the show, Christopher Cantwell, he was also a co-writer of the episode. Now, when I say emotional, this had me feeling all types of ways, but it was such a unique episode that I feel like I got to talk about it a lot. So, a preface with the episode before, uh, Gordon dies, and everybody's sad, and we understand what happens, you go to the wake, and the, or, or a shiva, or however your culture mourns, and you bury, have a burial or, or a cremation or however you observe and, and you've been through it. Everybody's been through it. Now, he didn't need to go too heavy into that. We, we understood the impact. Episode 8 starts, goodwill. Gordon's dead. We see a little bit of Donna like doing her thing and it's kind of weird. They're rolling up to Gordon's house and... It seems like you get the idea a week or a couple of days have passed and it's like, wait, what happened? Am I, you know, you're kind of expecting like the typical show trope of we're going to see this whole, you know, funeral and everybody's going their own way. Now, what this episode uniquely did that I, I just was so floored with, they just did an episode on grieving they didn't have to do the funeral, the wake, the shiver, like we discussed. They didn't have to do that whole part of it. But what they did was, they went to Gordon's house. Donna, the two girls, were in Gordon's house. Cameron and Joe rolled up. And now they're all in Gordon's house. And Gordon's girlfriend, that was working on Comet, working at Comet, shows up. And they're all there. And... You just see and feel each person's way of grieving. You see the daughter get a little rebellious and waiting for the mom to say the right thing so she could throw the comment right back in her face that she was waiting to say. And you get Cameron and Joe boxing things and crying and Cameron actually breaking down and reflecting on her life and her, the deaths in her life and everybody's had death and if you haven't in your life and you're listening to this podcast, I commend you on being blessed. You've been blessed to not have any death because death is a big part of life and you have to accept death to really understand the joy of life. Now, I get a little more personal myself. I have a tattoo. I have many tattoos but one of my tattoos is Latin. It says memento mori. It basically means everything must die. Now you'd be like, "Wow, that's freaking morbid." And yeah, maybe if you like, you know, want to take it that way, and you know, you're listening to the to the song by like I think who's a typo negative. You're like, "Yeah, it's so down." But take this away from it: everything must die. That means we all have an ending, and that means we're all here at the moment. We have to enjoy the moment. We have to live it, and this grieving process we all have to do we all have to say goodbye and let go and sometimes not for us sometimes to just be there for our friends or family or people we know and show respect and let people know that we think about them enough to go out of our way to stop by or to send a flower or to send the cookies or cake or edible arrangements or however you show sympathy or the thought, or, you know, grieve with someone, it's part of life. So, this episode was amazing. Now, you had the daughter freak out, because Joe boxed up some of Gordon's clothes, and the sweater was in there, and Joe already sent it to the Goodwill, and now the daughter and Joe go to the Goodwill, and they're digging through bags, and breaking all types of rules, and the guy comes out, and yells at them, and they run away with a bag, and they have their little moment together, their bonding of grief, and it wasn't so much about the sweater, it was more about finding that place to grieve, and the daughter finally breaks down, and Joe lets out a little bit, and he feels the pain, the pain of losing someone close to you, and all these people in this episode were so close to Gordon. Uh, you know, even Boz and Boz was just getting over his heart attack, and he had a part to do with it. And they all grieved, and they all stuck together for some way or another through the beginning of the story. And to me, this was—it's very hard for me to to find like proper words to articulate how I feel sometimes. Sometimes I just get real passionate and I, I get hung up and say, ah, uh, uh, and say like a lot. So you might notice that from time to time. But I just felt so passionate about this episode. I felt that you could take this episode and say at the beginning, someone died three days before. Cue the episode to so someone who's never seen the show before, and they would feel the emotion. They would know what's going on, they would feel everything. And it wasn't so serialized that you had to be connected to every little photo they grabbed or a little story they told or anecdote about this thing or this computer. No, you understood that they've been through the thick and thin. And to me, that that alone is impressive. I watch so many TV shows. I've, I have analyze TV in so many ways. I watch it differently than... I think I do, and I'm looking at things and and thinking about creating, and you know, since I've I've met creative people who are in the industry and heard different phrases and terms and ways of shooting, and I've I think about these things now, and 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 I'm a little more in tune with what's happening, and and to me, what was happening unfolding on the screen was beautiful, pure beauty in such a somber episode and such a sad thing. It was gorgeous in, a, in, a, in a, a way that the video in the movie American Beauty where the kid shoots of the bag spinning around. Like that simple, quiet, what does it mean to you, you figure it out type of beauty. And it had to be really discussed big time. Like I had to go in on it. And I hope you guys saw it. I hope you guys loved it. And I would love to really engage with you on this episode alone. If not the series. So far no one's written me about the series. I don't know if anybody's into it. I, I really loved it. it. It was... Now that it's finished. well, It's one of my favorite all full follow through series. It went a lot of different ways than I thought it would have. Covered a lot of different generations of computing that I thought it would. Very cool. I'm... Sad for the way some of the things happened in the end. But it's cool to see where they all, pieces, like, fell. Like, Joe becoming a teacher was so perfect. Because, like, that one saying they say, those that can't do, teach. You know, it's kind of, like, insulting in a way to some teachers. But in a way, Joe couldn't do. He was almost there for everything. He had all these brilliant ideas. Maybe he was his way of inspiring the people around him to to make those ideas happen that made sense that he taught that he became a teacher and he inspires the youth to keep going i thought that was a great ending for him and the, and the ending for donna and and cam was just fantastic because you see cam about to leave go her way her own way donna's you know heading up a successful uh looks like what she took over um in the business end, where she became the, the the you know the head of the business, I guess um, I wasn't sure if it was you know CEO or you know one of the big positions there. But she wound up turning the company around to robotics. That was so cool. And then her talk with Cam, you see all these machines in the early nineties that can be computerized, and you see Donna have this like vision. You don't know what it's going to be. Could be. Uh, registers could be, uh, you know, they're in a diner, could be jukeboxes, could be stoplights, who knows? But Donna has a vision and an idea, and she stops Cam and she says, You want to work together, and their story ends. And just to see that it doesn't stop for anybody and it keeps going, and creative people keep creating no matter what, even if they get in a funk even if they need a three-week break from podcasting to get it back, to get back on the saddle, I'm back. I'm creative. I love the creativity. I produce a little music here and there. I DJ music. I mix beats. I do effects on beats. I just love creativity. I love art. And I love the way they turned computer creating and program design into art. Made it art because it is. It's the art we use every day and we should realize that people created it and not too long ago. And that's what made this show special to me that I was around for most of it and I'm still here and I'm sure we're going to get more tech from here. But AMC, I thank you for another brilliant show. That was wonderful. Halt and Catch Fire. Thank you guys for listening to my piece on Halt and Catch Fire. I hope you dug it. I hope you understood the passion that I felt for episode 8. Goodwill, I just, I loved it, it was, it's, to me, it's TV brilliance, I, I couldn't rank it, but that should, episode should be submitted for all types of awards, and, uh, when they do, I hope that's the one they choose, alright, yeah, so, we covered all that stuff in my DVR, I got a lot of other stuff to watch, uh, oh, what else did I finish, I finished that stupid thing on Fox, About who shot Biggie and Tupac with with Soledad O'Brien and Ice-T. And basically it was everything I knew and everybody, general information, just put in a dramafied way. And just was an hour and 40 minutes of waste of my time. Because I know the stories all so well. I watched them because I love Biggie and Tupac. I'm a big fan, I'll always be. I love the culture. And I watched it, but... It's all the same stories. You know, they got sugar on the phone from jail and on a burner phone and you know, they they made it look like a little bit of like uh almost like America's most wanted type type filming and I don't know, a little over the top. But I watched that crap. I finished it. I watched half a couple weeks ago and finally finished it. I don't recommend it. Yeah, those are the movies, those are the TV shows I watched. I did watch two movies. Now I got them in like on my iPad in bed one night on one of them and the other one I got in two parts uh, here and there. But I will tell you about both of them. The first movie I watched was Baby Driver. Now, if you guys haven't seen Baby Driver, it came out in the theaters not too long ago. Just hit the red box and your pay-per-view units. I heard all about it. heard it was good and fun. I love car chase movies. That's the first thing. I love heist movies. That's the second thing. I love really well put together movies. That's the third thing. I mean, like, that's pretty much a simple recipe for Baby Driver. And Baby Driver comes in, fits all three criteria, becomes a fantastically fun movie. Was not what I thought it was. It was cool as hell. Way cooler than I thought it was. Way more fun than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more serious. Had some fun with itself. The music, the soundtrack, oh my goodness, phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. The cast was excellent. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name who pay, plays Baby. He's great. Jamie Foxx is in it. Uh, you have uh, Kevin Spacey, who's like the guy who plans all the heists. Uh, you just It was a fun, fun movie. Car heist movie. Uh, bank heist movie called Chase Movie. Just fun-ass movie. I loved it. That was like an hour, maybe it was an hour and a half or so, of just fun entertainment. Really cool. Really cool moves by Baby with the little, you know, he, he has hearing problems, so he tunes the world out by listening to his iPod, and his backstory is fun, and you just get a lot of entertainment out of this movie. Now, a movie that I watched, that I can say I didn't get a lot of entertainment from was King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. I love the story of King Arthur. I like medieval stuff. I like these kinds of movies. This movie was crap. It was such crap. Oh my gosh. Charlie Hunnam was in it. And he's usually pretty good. I liked him as Jacks. I liked him in Green Street Hooligans. But he was corny as hell in this movie. They had so much weird ass magic and the sword doing all this this like Interdimensional demon shit. It just was a waste of my time. I'm so pissed I watched it, but I'm glad I watched it in weird times that I couldn't have been doing other stuff. So I really didn't, I couldn't have been watching the DVR at that time. So it really wasn't that awful, but I just, yeah, I probably would have rather just listen to a podcast. You know, something on the DVR Podcast Network. If you haven't checked out, we got a bunch of stuff. Go up there, a little shameless promotion. Oh, yeah, so those are two movies I watched on top of all the other stuff, on top of the sports, on top of the NFL, on top of the baseball, on top of everything. Listening to podcasts, watching shows, I'm here, I'm back, hope to be more consistent. I was doing it pretty once a week consistently. Uh, You know, I'm going to try to keep that up. Might be a week or two. I go, you know, flat. Things are coming and going. Uh, You know, I, I might not be there but i'm still here for you i'm still at twitter at d j d v r podcast on twitter on gmail at d j d v r podcast at gmail dot com you could hit me up on patreon through the patreon feed i would also love it if you guys supported us that's how we you know keep this thing going um we're gonna try to uh, you know do a little uh promotional things coming up soon, so I got some things in the works, some giveaways, so I really want to get the numbers up. Once I get the numbers up to a good amount, I can start talking more about the giveaways. So if you could please share the Twitter, share the page, share the link in iTunes. Just tell people you know that Dig Podcast. Like, hey, check this guy out. New York guy, talking about shows from his angle. For some reason he likes the Los Angeles Dodgers, living in New York. He'll tell you about it. He'll tell you about Shit that he watches and make go into a little DJ stuff, which people still want to hear about. Kind of talked a little bit about it this week. I'm going to do a little podcast about that coming up. Uh, I just got a lot of things that I want to get out. Now, if you guys like hearing a little bit more of the personal end, please, like I said, get back at me. Feedback is important. I want to hear what you like. I want to bring you more of what you like. Now, big news. I know I didn't hit in the news section because it wasn't like something I wanted to just break a whole news segment for, but a couple days. Stranger Things 2 comes out, season 2, Netflix, big deal. I've been talking to a good friend, Gina. I think we're going to maybe do a recap of season 1 and maybe talk about season 2, depending on how far we get into it, maybe a couple episodes, one episode, but I would like to have her on as a guest. She's a supporter of the show. She's a Patreon, a patron on our Patreon page. She's a, 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 just a big fan of what we do. And contributor. She just has a lot to say. So I want to try to get her on. I got a couple people that I want to invite on. Maybe do a little interview here or there. I have some things. Some ideas. I got things in the works. I got so many ideas that I want to bring you cool stuff. But I want to know what you like. So please interact with me. Spread the word. Spread it like gospel. Spread it like wildfire. Nah, no, no, Take that back. You know what? Let's hold that joke. It's not really a joke. Just a saying, but shout out to everybody in Cali. Put them wildfires out. Be safe. No wildfires. Keep water next to your fire. I hope you guys thought this episode was fire. I might have came off a little slow and rusty, but I think I picked it up full steam ahead from there. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe. Please download. Please share. Please leave a review. Please leave a written review. Please have a good week. Please watch some TV. Please root for the Dodgers. Please remember the people in your life that matter. The people that inspire you. The people that are nice to you. The people that care about you. That's it. That's what I got. Inside DJ's DVR. Episode 7. DJ Tim Hines. I'm out.